you know, it's more about encouraging that this is important. This is value. Mm-hmm. I see the value in the work that you're doing here. Mm-hmm. And I really need you to see that because you're not seeing it as as valuable as I do. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. In this episode, Michael and I talk about the tension managers face when team members have both long-term goals and ongoing responsibilities, and how managers need to ensure their team members see the value in the ongoing work they're doing and the role that they're filling for the team. Today, we wanna share a little bit about some stuff we've been talking about on our own team here and how goals uh, work when they're assigned to different folks and then uh, what what gets in the way of getting goals done. And mm-hmm. it was, we've been working on building out some new goals tools in Uptick itself. This is kind of where it kind of started spinning out of. Because <laughs> we were saying, okay, well, some people's work is very goal, very goalable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can... It's really clear how to set a metric, a target, a completion date, and it's just going to make sense to be work set up as a goal. In other people's roles, it's just harder. You have to work at it a little bit more. Uh, or it's not quite as a, a point that you reach and complete and then you move on mm-hmm. from it. So some of those roles on our team are like Britta and our customer support team, customer success. You know, we could set some specific goals around, you know, this is what our response time is. We want to be, you know, under this number of minutes and we want to have like this rating of like positive review of after mm-hmm. each session. And we can set those as goals and metrics, but those are never going to be done. They're never going right. to go away. Right. There's other times where she might have like a project that's we're going to work on this like uh, explainer or this announcement. Um, or this kind of onboarding flow or something like that. Then that's a project that could come and complete. And then w- the goal at the end of that would say we would see users use some th- part of the feature more successfully or more people mm-hmm. on board or start using it. But through all of our goals work, we were thinking a little bit more about what is this ongoing responsibilities? Mm-hmm. What is How does that play into so much work? Because so many people's work lives are you're hired to fulfill a role. Right that's vital to the business. Otherwise you wouldn't be employed doing it. (laughs) And your work maybe is contributing towards like the goal of a team or a department, but it's your work itself isn't necessarily something that's like, these are the goals I have to totally work on and focus on. And even if you do have those, then you have a choice to make. I have to work towards the strategic thing. Mm -hmm. I got to work on this this onboarding flow or uh, Joel on our team who works in QA is like, I could work on working on more uh, automation to make mm-hmm. testing go faster, or I can test the stuff that came in, <laughs> and we can ship new features. Right. I I can't do both at the exact same time, so I have right. to make a choice. And so, when someone has a goal assigned, and they also have these ongoing responsibilities that never stop, never go away, and they have to make a choice. That oftentimes, when you come to talking about goal progress, um, you 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 get to a point and you say, okay, I didn't make as much progress here as I wanted to. And so you feel bad. Right. You feel bad that you're behind. You feel bad that the thing that we've said is important and strategic to work on hasn't gotten the time of day. When in reality, what you've been spending time doing is all the stuff that you know you have to do. If, right. if Britta stopped responding to customers 
That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. If she st- if if our questions uh, are like support requests, just queued up and no one got a response for two weeks because she was working on the, st- the strategic like we're going to onboard people better. That would be bad. She would not be doing her job. Right. So why do we create an environment where she would feel bad not making progress towards a goal when focusing on the thing that she has to do? And that's a real life situation where people come in. We have a one on one, and they'll say, "Well, yeah, here are my goals. I didn't do any of them." Or here's my priorities. I wasn't able to do any of any of them, and and they they really feel down on themselves. Like I just I didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Then you ask the next question. Well, well, what did you do? And they list off all of these opportunities to help customers, the things that keep you in business, mm-hmm. as you pointed out. And I think that's something that's super important to remember is that these people are the foundation, the bedrock of what we actually do. And while everybody should have something that they could look forward to or that should challenge them, or virtually everybody, something that challenges them, stretches them a little bit, helps them with some professional development, the fact is there's just a lot of stuff. The four disciplines of execution calls it the whirlwind. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of things. Maybe they were a goal at one time, and then they became a part of the whirlwind as it became a part of the standard operating procedure of the company. But there's just things now you have to do to really make your business rich. I was thinking of a story on our own team. We have a, a, a customer that, we, that we've worked with for quite some time, and they're an important customer to us. And for the most part, I don't, as the president of our company, I don't hear a lot about their issues and stuff that's going on. I'm just, I'm, I'm just as far as I know, everything was perfect. Well, we got this email from one of the guys on their team saying, your team is amazing, Chris. These guys are unbelievable. They're always ready for us, always ready to go. They've helped us in, in a number of ways. Our productivity and our output and our um, efficiency have gone way up because your team serves us so well. Well, there were no goals attached to that, like serve, this, serve these guys really well or, or you know, answer the phone in three seconds or whatever. It's just that our guys did what they were paid to do really, really well and reflected well in our company, giving us the opportunity to go, Oh, this is great. This is like, you know, we're, this is our business. Mm-hmm. Delighting our customers is what we want to do. Our guys are doing this, but it's not a goal. Yeah. And all along the way, during those different times, they might feel like, well, man, this is, I know I need to spend time working on right. this goal that we have. And I, but I've just been so busy helping out this customer. It's like, yeah, I mean, I know you got to support, got to support the customer. We'll make time for the goals. Mm-hmm. But they're feeling bad in the process. And what we need to do as managers is to figure out what are we, what what can we do so that someone doesn't come and, and feel badly about not making enough progress towards something strategic when they've been taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote this post about it and I gave it the title, Make Progress or Take Care of Business. And so we can either make progress on these goals and forget about the things that we need to do or we can take care of business and like take care of our business by mm-hmm. doing the things that just have to happen. And they're not mutually exclusive. And this is why you talked about 40X and traction model with rocks, you know, slotting enough strategic time to work for, work towards like the rock, the big goal, so that the thing that all the sand that fills in around it, you know, is naturally gonna happen. And that's really what a role is too for us as managers to figure out how do you help encourage someone to. Um, make those time for those things. But even on small teams, there's just sometimes more work than right. than can be taken on. And the bigger thing just kind of gets shoved out of the way because of what has to happen. And the urgent thing two weeks later is forgotten. Right. And the goal that's not 
far enough along is remembered. Right. And it's it's a tough line to walk as as a manager, but also as a team member to know how do you at what point are you enabling, mm-hmm. not like someone who's not making enough progress, and are you being permissive, and at what point do you need to encourage them to say no? You you've been focused on the right things, mm-hmm. and it's the line is <laughs> razor thin. It is, and it and it it requires the manager to be attentive. And that's one of the reasons why you have to ask the right questions and you have to listen carefully because um, there are people, of course, that, that you know, the, the shiny bobble that pops in front of them every day, they're just going to go after it and they're going to not think about the strategic nature of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They have this huge strategic project they're working on. Some little thing that doesn't matter to anyone but them pops up. They decide to do that because they know how to do it and because it has a beginning, middle, and end, and they just want to do it, mm-hmm. well, sometimes that's okay. You, you want to give them some freedom to do that. But at some point, you need to point out and say, you know, this other thing we're working on is really so important. There's very little that should stand in the way of this goal for you. On the other hand, there are roles where literally those shiny baubles, that is the goal. So I would argue that in customer success, most of a customer success person's job is about delighting the customer. Mm-hmm. Like the and and when you get a, a string of people, support calls, or people wanting to know how to use a certain feature to to be more effective and productive, well, your job is to be with them and to walk them through it and get them there. So it's one of those things that that I think as managers we want to treat everybody the same way, but it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm it, for, I'm interested in hearing from you as a product designer, somebody who's thinking deeply about this for customers. How do you feel like you can balance, or or the word I've heard you use before is dignify, that that everyday work? How do you find a way to do that in a in a in a regular setting with a team member? Yeah, I'm just in my first rounds of being in a position where I where I am charged with doing that where I need to mm-hmm. dignify the work of like like Joel who works in QA with us and how do I make sure that he f- feels valued and understands that we value that time put in on on all of those efforts even if it means there wasn't time to work on something that's like mm-hmm. going to help testing in 6 months or whatever right. it is I think a lot of it is what would you be <laughs> what would you be deeply concerned about the whole if this person on your team left right and if, when you realize what that hole is, you realize, oh, that they do that all the time. They don't see that it's that valuable, or they don't realize that you think it's that valuable. And that can be a, a real quick option for kind of what you can communicate to them is like, this is, I'm so thankful that you do this. And mm-hmm. when you're, if you're trying to make the trade off between this and other things, this isn't a bad choice. Mm-hmm. You didn't make the wrong choice. You're not letting us down by choosing that. If Brito left customer success, you and I would have it a lot more email and a lot more chat messages and a lot less time for other stuff. So sharing, like when you're choosing that, you're making the business, mm-hmm. you're making the choice that's going to support our business. Right. You're taking care of our business. I literally had that conversation yesterday with a guy I was coaching, a CEO of a small company. We talked about this one particular person on their team. And he said, you know, this guy is actually incredibly valuable for the breadth of things that he knows about the team. Now, one of the things I did talk about was make sure you're doing some cross-training so he's not the only guy with knowledge about certain things. You know, you don't want to lose him. He decides he's going to move to Hawaii and, and all of a sudden your business is in the tank because... He didn't tell you what he what he knew that you didn't. But that being said, I think that's actually an excellent way of thinking about it. Like, what 
what hole would this person leave if they if they went on you know paternity leave for mm-hmm. for four months? Okay, what are the sorts of things I would need to cover? All of a sudden, you get a really clear picture of the sort of things that they do that really matter in the day to day in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think about of like about dignifying the work and the things that you want to encourage. I think part of the what gets lost in translation is you're not making the wrong choice mm. when you do this mm-hmm. work. You may feel like you're not able to do the thing that you're going to be evaluated on your performance review. Well, also, you're going to be evaluated in your performance review if you're not supporting customers. Yeah. And so, you know, for the customer success role, or if you're not, if we don't get any code tested and all of our code is sitting waiting and all of these features are great, but you worked on this cool strategic thing, that would be the wrong choices to have been mm-hmm. made. That's not usually what happens. Mm-hmm. But what happens is people feel badly about the progress they didn't make on some goal because they were busy doing the thing that had to be done, taking care of the business. And I think the encouragement that is often missed is when someone says, yeah, I wasn't able to make progress on this. I got I was too busy. I had too many other things come up. And they're specific. They're not generic about what other random things came Mm -hmm. up. They say, I was busy doing this and this and this. And those are the right things. Taking a step back to pause as a manager and say, I know this goal is important to us. It's not unimportant. Mm -hmm. But I just need you to know those things that you chose to do are important too. And you made the right choice. Mm -hmm. Not doing those would have been a wrong choice. And it helps them to not feel like they're letting you down. Right. Maybe. And it also lets them know that like, oh, they made a good choice. They made the right decision. Sometimes the goal isn't the most important thing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And just to help dignify that what they're working on and what they're doing is is valuable and important, even if it's not some big goal that we're all working towards. No, I love that. I love the idea that a manager is going to provide some accountability. They're going to um, provide some context. They're going to try to understand the whole and try to help the team member understand their value. They're going to express encouragement to what they've done. Maybe some clarity if if some things need to be, some wrongs needed to be righted, you know, working on the right stuff. And mostly what you just said that hit me was they need to express gratitude. Thank you for what you do mm-hmm. for our business. And, and I think that'll go a long way to sort of um, taking away that feeling of angst that a team member has when they see the goal on the page every week in the one-on-one and they're realizing they're not making the kind of progress that they'd hoped to make. Yeah, and, and what we're not saying is like, you just need to be, oh, eternally effusively grateful for right. these people. It's it's because they don't give themselves enough credit for the thing that they're doing that mm-hmm. you would be in a bad place if they stopped doing right. You know, It's more about encouraging that this is important, this is value. Mm-hmm. I see the value in the work that you're doing here mm-hmm. and I really need you to see that because you're not seeing it as as valuable as I do. Absolutely. And, and they would probably like for that work to be valued, but they don't they don't they don't feel like they have the permission to value it at the mm-hmm. same scale because it's not some magical goal. It's just it's just my job description. It's just what I'm supposed to do. Right. Hey thanks again for tuning into Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Uptick App. Or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting uptickapp.com.